Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have a very special show today. Cody and Brandy Rhodes are on Everything Iconic. Now, if you don't know who Cody and Brandy are, they're professional wrestlers. You might know Brandy from WAGS Atlanta. And then Cody, of course, is one of the most famous professional wrestlers. And they both are starting this new professional wrestling league called AEW All Elite Wrestling, which starts this Wednesday on TNT. You can watch it. I hope everyone tunes in. Now, I didn't know a ton about professional wrestling, but I've had so much fun diving in. So many people in my life like really love wrestling, and what I've learned is the professional wrestling community is really obsessed with it in the same way a lot of us are obsessed with housewives and pop culture and things like that. And wrestling still gives us the drama, the costumes, all of it. So uh, Matt, my boyfriend, loves wrestling. My brother Brian loves wrestling. So it was really fun to dive into that world. And I, I'm really excited to watch AEW this Wednesday on TNT, and I hope you'll enjoy this chat with these two. Cody, of course, has a legendary father uh, in the wrestling community, and we got to talk a little bit about reality TV because they've done it before on WAGs and all sorts of stuff. So I hope you enjoy this chat and maybe grab your husband, your boyfriend, your brother, whoever in your life watches wrestling, and maybe they'll give it a listen and enjoy an episode of Everything Iconic that's a little bit different. I want to let everyone know we'll be back later this week with some recaps. There'll be a recap of The Real Houses of Orange County for sure. And then and then we'll see. Hopefully, we'll get to Dallas as well. I would like to. Anyway, I'll leave you with this interview with Brandy and Cody Rhodes. Again, check out All Elite Wrestling debuting Wednesday on TNT. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. And what else? Cameo, cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino. And if you want one of the t-shirts, go to everythingiconic.threadless.com. Everythingiconic.threadless.com. So without further ado, please enjoy my chat with the beautiful. They were both so stunning looking. It was like very, very stunning. Anyway, please enjoy my chat with Brandy and Cody Rhodes. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to 
re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. I'm so excited. We have two very exciting guests, Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Cody and Brandy, how are you both doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I don't know how Cody's doing. I feel pretty good. You feel pretty good. Not great. <laughs> well, nah, well you, must, you must be a little bit nervous, right? Like, I'm nervous for you guys launching AEW. How are you feeling about the launch? I was saying earlier, I'm really nervous, especially when you add it all up and you say like, oh, okay, wrestling hasn't been on Turner in 18 years. And okay, you're going to be the first you know, match. And oh, there's a counter programming to you guys now. And this is the one opportunity for this to actually happen. It's just when you take it all in, it's a lot of weight and it can be really scary. But we have a really good crew, the crew at Warner Media, the crew at AEW has helped prepare. And that's the main thing. Like dot the I's, cross the T's, and just execute. I noticed when I was telling some of the other younger talent about how important this night was that you could like see the nerves, and I thought, maybe we don't do that. Maybe <laughs> we don't say, like, this is everything. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a little scared, Brandy, which is are good. are you scared? No. no I'm actually... So, so I am very oddly a very mellow force in the wrestling world and i think that's good for him because i've always been like that with him but i don't particularly i I don't think i I don't allow myself to get worked up right i know everything ahead of time i've had i have my time beforehand to to stress over things and get ahead of myself but then on the day when we're there I overpack the day. There's too much media going on. There's too. Yeah, there's a lot good. of Keep stuff. Your mind off of it. Exactly, yeah. so that I can't nitpick things that are unnecessary. We, it, it's like any other sport. You've prepared for this as best as you can. Rely on what you know. Um, right. I used to be a figure skater, and my coach used to tell me, when it's competition day, it's autopilot. At this point, stop stressing, stop overthinking anything. Kick on autopilot. Do what you do. Right. Now, take some people back a little bit. Explain AEW for people who might be just familiar with WWE. So, 
1984, my parents had sex. And oh, stop! Then it was. Uh, oh gosh, how age? But th- that like your dad a legend. This too, is how crazy it is, though. Like I'm joking, obviously, about like my birth, but my dad, <laughs> my dad was going head to head with Vince McMahon in 19. 19- 85 with Jim Crockett promotions versus the WWF. And then there's a bazillion cumulative factors that lead to the formation of all elite wrestling and actual full league. And then it coming to Turner, it really, it starts in a couple areas. It starts with Matt and Nick, the young bucks and being the elite and taking just a vlog being kind of the first of the, of it's in that day to say, Hey, we're going to vlog fans seemed to connect with that before everybody had a vlog and people probably thought it was crazy at the time oh. yeah, especially like the older generation sure. that was crazy total yeah. waste of time probably and instead it ended up being much more valuable in some of the matches they were doing mm-hmm. it was a making a human connection and then you get to me leaving wwe after 11 years there and taking the bet that no one could run a 10,000 seat arena other than wwe and me matt and nick kind of just smashing that bet standing in the ring and and knowing, okay, well, we'll do, we're going to do a sequel. We'll Mm -hmm. do a sequel for sure. And we already knew like double or nothing. We'll do a sequel, but then enter Tony Khan. And that's like the X factor. That's like the most dangerous thing here because for so long, Vince was the only billionaire in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Well, now here's this other bigger billionaire in terms of just sphere of influence and, like business acumen and owns an NFL team and owns a football club in the UK and is a diehard passionate wrestling consumer who can just chat with you all day about wrestling and has all these wonderful ideas. And that's where it became really just, Oh wow. Well, he can, we can be accountable to each other. He can be accountable to us. We can check and balance. There's, there's not as big a risk mm-hmm. in this if we all do it together. Me, Brandy, Matt, Nick, Kenny, Hangman, Adam Page. Mm-hmm. And we were the first to all decide and sign on. And every day something new happens. <laughs> oh, well, there's a production truck with your faces on it. Or <laughs> it's, it's growing. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's very real. And when you get around Warner Media and TNT and you see all their forces working for you, too, uh, you can see why people are very excited about yeah. it. Brandy, you posted on your Instagram account a picture of a, I think it was the back of a truck, mm-hmm. right? Or it was yeah. the two of you. And you had said, I'm black female executive, which is such a huge accomplishment. What does that mean to you? Uh, I mean, it means... you're that, not only a performer, sorry to interrupt, but mean, you're not no, only a performer, <laughs> but you're also an executive, which is, it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, no, it, it means everything to me because, I mean, I'm I'm the classic story of keep keep shooting your shot and keep trying. Um, I did not have an easy anything ever growing up. I couldn't even make up my mind with anything other than just being basically a good student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything that kept coming my way, if it wasn't right, I knew it wasn't right. And I would abort ship and go a different direction. And it, when I was growing up, that was terrible. It was always like, look, figure out what your field is, figure out what you want to do, stick to it, work there for 50 years, get your pension, get out. Right. And Everything I kept doing, I kept saying, you know what, this isn't, I don't feel it, this isn't right, this isn't me, until I got into the wrestling business. And um, when I got in, I got in at a job level that I felt like I had a ceiling, and there was nothing I could do about that. And I tried for many years, and there was no way of getting around it. So for me, it was kind of that last attempt at, you know what, what is it worth? Is it worth, you know, being able to say you are a part of this? 
or is it worth your pride in that you know you can do more than this? Right. And if you don't stop and and take the reins and at least try, you're never going to know. So uh, I totally leaped out on faith uh-huh. on that. And here we are today. I am probably, I'm pretty sure we can confidently say the only black female executive in our business, mm-hmm. which is great. And I hope that I'm not for long. <laughs> you say uh, take the leap of faith, right? And I think both of you are such an example of that because taking the leap with AEW is, it's a leap, right? And I'm so fascinated just from a business sense uh, were you raised that way? Because a lot of people aren't like that, right? Like a lot of people just do, like you said, they wait for their pension and you know get that nine to five. Were you just raised that way to want to take the leap? I know I was. I yeah. mean, you could have told like my dad. I could have told him if he was still alive today, and I told him, "Hey, dad, I want to be an astronaut. I have no <laughs> training. I have no college degree, but I want to be an astronaut." He would say like, "Oh yeah, hundred percent. We'll, we'll let's sign you up for astronaut school or whatever." We were <laughs> yeah. unrealistic, but it has yet to backfire. So perhaps is perhaps is rather realistic. He was incredibly uh, vision and no pun intended dream based. My mom a lot more logic based, but also fairly quiet about everything. So she, she just sees you know let it go. I don't know about you. Well, mine my parents are complete different. So my mom was very, they shared that they wanted much more for me than they wanted for themselves. So that's Mm. kind of the the commonality. But my mom very much, get your education, do this, Mm -hmm. do that, make sure that you check all the boxes. Oh, you're going to leave that job? Well, what do you have lined up? Is it not more money? Then don't take it. Like everything was always like a scary thing with her. But then with my dad, it was always like, well, I mean, the flip side to this is, you know, I read this thing where, you know, this guy who's a billionaire now, he he just walked out of his job. So maybe you you just walk out of your job, you know? And I was always like, huh, I kind of like him. Yeah, like, like kind of like his, <laughs> his way. Too. Right, yeah. right. But I, I did see it backfire a, a lot in the sense that I, I always based everything on like, this is about integrity. Mm-hmm. So if I feel like I'm not being treated like a, you know, what I'm worth or all the work that I'm putting in, then I'm not going to put up with it. But then, you know, when you start to get into your thirties and <laughs> you're still doing that, then you're kind of like, well, is it me or, <laughs> oh, right. or, or, or what is this? Or, or am I hanging on to a dream that's not there? Um, but I, I, this is, this is the perfect example that hang on to that dream because if you know you're right and you feel that you have these talents and these things to offer, you're going to get your shot if you just keep working really hard. And it's like, I always have to remind myself, I'm not in control of the timeline, right? It's like, right. you think you're going to be one place at one time, and then it just doesn't happen. Exactly. You know, years go by, or even with like marriage or kids, you think it's going to happen at this age, and it just doesn't happen uh, on the timeline you think it's going to. Uh, I want to talk about the diversity in the league, because I'm so impressed by this. You have the first trans female wrestler, correct? Yep. And... It seems like they're positioning, or you guys are positioning AEW to be a little bit more diverse than WWE. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I think we want to just want to be congruent with the we're all much more diverse. So mm-hmm. any other television program you turn on should be, or for the most part, the the good ones are representing an actual snapshot of America in the world as it is, not as it was. Mm. So the wrestling should be no different. And Nyla, uh, that's not our story to tell, but I can tell you that we didn't know. We oh, didn't, you didn't know. We, we, we ahead, weren't right. looking at AEW in terms of like checking boxes. Because mm. I think checking boxes sometimes can be 
dangerous or not sincere. We just wanted to find the best wrestlers, no matter, you know, sexual identity, color, race, religion, whatever. Mm -hmm. And in this case, after she debuted, the internet let us know (laughs) her story. And I was, I was blown away because she's a, she's a treat. She's, she's, she's so wonderful, but you should see that across the board. And I think it permeates, I think no matter what happens, October 2nd, Dynamite, say it's the last show, first and last show, no matter what happens now, I think wrestling can't, it can't be undone. Mm-hmm. And that's that's huge. We the, the, we need to go forward as far as what the actual what our society looks like, especially with today's. Not to go on a rant here, but you these no, politics is like the worst. Yeah, it's making you choose. Well, I'm going to be these traditional values, or I'm going to be these radical progressive values. Making you choose, like it's not that we live together. Like we all live together, work together. Climate's changing. Everything is happening. Like we gotta. It, it's so much friendlier than than you see when you see people drawing that line. So I want to make sure we never draw a line that it's just representative of what society is like today. And I'm excited for it to open up the audience of professional yeah. wrestling because I think there are a lot of people that maybe looked at it as a, a very straight male dominated field. And so I think it's going to open up and people are going to be able to watch. You know, I'm obsessed with the show Glow right now, which you guys have. Yeah. Awesome Kong is one of the wrestlers in the league, and she's amazing on Glow. Do you guys watch it? Do you it's watch- one of my favorite shows, yeah. Yeah, so what do, you th- <laughs> what do you think about, like, the, um, what do you think about wrestlers in the 80s and that world that we're seeing on that show compared to what it's like now? Um, I mean, it, I, one of the reasons I really like Glow is it does showcase some realities of wrestling, where I feel like a lot of times programming tries to guess at what that's like, and they don't quite get it right. Um, but it, it really feels very real as far as what they showcase as the stories and what these women went through and what they continue to go through. Um, I don't think that it, things have changed all that much. I mean, there are still we, we've made leaps and bounds in the women's uh, era of wrestling, but there's still a lot of challenges and there's still a lot of, uh, you know, problems. And there's no, no way to put quick band-aids on situations because then you set it up to fail. Really, you want to just continue to grow in that direction. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. I I see, you know, people wanting all women, you know, shows only and pay-per-views and things like that. But then sometimes they get these things and they're disappointed. It's because we didn't grow to that. Mm. We have to just keep letting ourselves evolve. So um, I think in in our league at AEW, we're really committed to the women that we have developing them fully, allowing them to kind of grow up because a lot of these women haven't been on live TV before. Right. They've they been, not given you know, opportunities to do right, right, right. So you've got to let them, you know, play out themselves a little bit. And then we strive for more as we as we're comfortable, as we're ready, we keep pushing up. But let's do what we do now and let's do what we do really, really great mm-hmm. and um, not put too much pressure on it to to make things um, harder for ourselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody, speaking of pressure, your dad, of course, Dusty Rhodes, a legend. Did you always want to be a professional wrestler? That was always in your DNA a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. there was really. I don't think I, a lot of kids, I, I think my friends in elementary school, middle school, and as you grow up, they're talking about like what they want to do or things that they're interested in or what. It, for me, it was not, never. I, it was never a discussion I had. I was never going to do anything but be a wrestler. It wasn't like I went out of my way to tell people I'm going to be a wrestler. It just was, it was 100% what I'm doing. Right. And my dad wasn't, uh, he wasn't anti me being a wrestler and he wasn't really pro me being a wrestler. 
However, if you bring a five-year-old kid <laughs> to a wrestling show and Sting is walking around backstage and your your brother is wrestling on the show and all these women are screaming for him and like <laughs> like that looks great. Yeah, what why would I ever be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm <laughs> right. gonna be this instead. So no, it just was always what I wanted to be and I it it's a family business. My, I told my brother once, like trying to be like cool and edgy when I was 17, I was like, yeah, I'm not really, into, <laughs> I'm not going to do I'm not into wrestling. And my brother who typically doesn't have the up on me, you know, typically like I always try to like push Wait, him who's, down. Who's older? He's, he's 16 years older, but older. the relationship okay. is reversed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, he, he looked at me and he goes, yeah, okay, we'll talk soon. You know, like he wasn't even going to hear it. Yeah. He knew what was going to fast forward to now. There's a billboard in Vegas. Like the size of the hotel with me crushing his face into the Bubba Gump <laughs> logo. Has there been a residency in Vegas for wrestling? I feel like that'd be. I oh, know they did it cool. on Glow, but yeah. I feel like that'd be such a great thing. I don't think there has been. That would be. Great. But yeah, that would be. That I would feel be like fun. you guys need to do that. I would come see it. Well, you know what would be really cool? Because the residencies aren't. They're not necessarily older acts. They're almost like generational. Yeah. Like Backstreet Boys, for example. Be really cool if a group of like '90s or '80s wrestlers who were responsible right. and competent got together and started a a residency in Vegas. It's a if that idea ever happens, you got to take credit for it because right. that, that is a that's a really great idea. I yeah. will. You know what? I'm learning so much about wrestling lately, and what I've found is because I told friends and family that you guys were coming over, and it's like so many people that I didn't even expect to be such a wrestling fans are like humongous wrestling. My brother is a huge wrestling fan. My friend Jenna, who's like this tiny little woman that I would have never expected, she's like, "Oh, you got to ask this or that," and it's <laughs> a, just like the audience is so diverse, and there is such a this legacy act that I think would be great in Vegas. I think it would be really. <laughs> really fun. Cody, you issued a statement on your Instagram account about mm -hmm. your excitement about the upcoming um, debut. And one of the things you mentioned was your father and how in 2015, when he passed, yeah. it, it basically broke you. And I talk a lot about mental health on the show. And I was just wondering if you might be able to open up a little bit about what was what was going through your what was going on at that time? And how were you able to deal with that? I mean, because wrestling, I would imagine you associate with your dad and then yeah. everything sort of shifts. Well, there's this ownership of my dad that the fan base has. And when he passed away, like the last thing you're the actual family, you don't think about that. And you're almost turned off by it to some degree. It's all comes from a good place. But like he was like, I'll give you an example. At NXT, they call the students Dusty's kids. So how do you feel if you're his actual kids? Yeah. Like that's a strange thing. Um, but all that aside, there, there was I had to cope with that ownership of of him. Hey, you guys have it as well. Like he, he did perform for you for so many years and affect you. But I I don't really like. I'm one of those lost faith types. You know, I believe there's something larger out there, but I don't know what it is. And I'd I'd love to find out. And I don't know if there's a heaven or a hell. I'd hope there is. You know, a heaven at least. And I hope doing good deeds here and all that. But the one connection that remain living or dead with him is wrestling. Mm. So in the weirdest ways, I don't have like dreams about him. I don't see him, but I really feel him when I'm around wrestling. Mm. And it's the same when you have like these really, you'll hear people all the time who have traumatic situations who like to remember the trauma because in his case, the trauma with him, he was still alive. So it's, it's strange that way, but it's always something that now I just, 
I look forward to it. It like is a good, uh, it's the one time I feel like he's present in my life at all is when I'm in the ring. The Mm. only time it didn't was when I was wrestling my brother, which is so strange because you'd think it would be like amplified. But to me, I was so worried about my own brother. Oh, that it was like I didn't, I didn't think about him, and the yeah. crowd started chanting uh, my dad's name because the both of us were standing in the ring, and I could tell my brother was really affected by it. But for me, I was just so like, Laser "All right, focus. Dusty yeah. is already famous and over enough, guys. Like we get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But wrestling, it it's the area I went to. I went on every independent show. I went to every country. This is all right after I left WWE, and every meet and greet, two to four hours. Every show was. Something about dad, something about dad, something about dad. And it was great. Right. It was really actually a great thing. Can you talk a little bit about the workload? You just mentioned mm. how you went to every meet and greet and everything. Mm. And I, there's this guy, Tommy Ballou, I think his name, that I follow on Instagram. And he's so inspirational in a business sense. And one of the things he's really uh, adamant about is that to succeed, you really have to put a lot of work in. And you guys are both successes in the industry, and you're about to launch this new... Uh, this new um, uh, organization, and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the hard work to get there. Well, one thing that's really resonated with fans is like, as a catchphrase or a hashtag, like I always say, "Do the work," and I always tell people it doesn't have to be a wrestling phrase. It's applicable to your life. In wrestling, everyone is so convinced. Oh well, it's just it's show business. It's unfair. This person's been pushed aside, or they've been belittled, and the, the, there's some sort of reason for them not being in the forefront when in reality it's actually a much more fair business than you think if you put in the work Mm. and if you know what the work actually means and one of the biggest thing you can do is actually get to know your fan base can't just be a spotlight on the ring and then darkness beyond the seats Uh, and that's one of the things i really gravitated towards the young bucks about i actually the more i learn about matt nick the less i think we have in common (laughs) <laughs> oh, interesting. But, but the one thing we definitely had in common is we would sit for hours right. and meet every single person. And it never was about like an exchange of money. It was never about that. It was actually about, oh man, building a big fan base, mm-hmm. knowing that when you go out there tonight, you're going to see all those people again. So that wrestling is much more fair than people think. If you actually put in the work, the real 24 seven job that this actually is, it, it will show up. It will. And Brandy, what about you? Um, I feel that way, too. I feel like um, it's really easy in entertainment in general to say, well, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for me or, you know, that person knew more people than I did. Well, get out there and meet more people then if if that's the case, if that's really how you feel. And, um, you know, I I think another great thing about what we're doing here is we're actually listening to what it is that people want. I don't listen to (laughs) We're trying. It seems like, I mean, everything that you guys are doing with AEW, it seems like as a direct response to the fan uh, complaints of the WWE, I think. Yeah, I mean, well, you have to kind of take some of it with a grain of salt, though, too, because sometimes, you know, when we look at things like social media, what are you going there to do? Complain. Um, it's a rare thing. It is starting to become a more good thing when you do notice that people are going on there to, to, you know, make their praise shouts as well Mm -hmm. as, you know, their like defeat shouts or whatever. But, um, so you, you have to kind of look at things and then see them from the perspective of, okay, is this an actual thing that more than two or three people are finding a problem with, or is this, you know, just something that's kind of fleeting Mm -hmm. and that can be confusing. Um, especially when you're looking at, you know, lots of information 24 seven, but 
Now we're lucky to have partners that help us in the social department, help us like point us towards, yeah, hey, right. this is what we're seeing in the trends or this is what, you know, we, we've, you know, sampled a, a market. We found this out. And that stuff is just so helpful right. to actually kind of help guide us in the directions of what we should be doing or what we can do more of or, you know, what, what may not be going the right direction. Pleasing I, the fan base. Yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing we have going for us is we could be reactionary towards NXT, for example, because they're going to counter-program us. Right. Well, yeah. or, or we could just be reactionary towards what you said, what fans have been saying for 20 years. Like, if you wonder the formula, I don't, you know, if... If someone at WWE right now is sitting there saying, okay, I got to figure out what they're going to do so that we can counter it. Stop you it. really don't have to figure it out. Just ask any wrestling fan what's been missing for 20 years. Right. And they'll, they'll tell you it's a vocal fan base and they had nowhere to go. Mm. Oh, I'm done watching it for now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So either you completely check out or you just watch it because it was just something. It was just something and you feel like hanging on to it. Whereas now, like I said, it can't be undone what's happening. Like that's the formula to AEW is to actually, oh, they're clapping their hands because they want you to get off your ass when you're in the hold in the ring. All the way to they're clapping their hands on social media or they're booing you on so the we if you just listen to that and you're surrounded by self aware people, huge. We have no one in the group, especially with me, Matt, Nick and Kenny, who's not self aware. Right. You know when it was a home run and you know when it wasn't. Right. And there's on some level room for everyone, right? I mean, mm -hmm. there, you can watch WWE or NXT and no. still watch you guys. You can, <laughs> there's DVR services now. You can watch it all. Um, but I think that there's definitely room for everyone. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, professional wrestlers who have really transitioned more into acting and people like The Rock and John Cena. Mm -hmm. Is that something either of you would be interested in really leaning into post-wrestling? I skipped an audition today. <laughs> you know, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I know that I... Was it anything good? Probably. Um, so the next Marvel movie. Oh, well, that, I don't know. I, I, I like, tell you to get out of here right now. I go to the audition. I like what Batista's done. Right. He really didn't take anything that he thought wasn't, he couldn't sink his teeth into. Mm -hmm. And everything has turned out so like... He's just a whole new layer to him. He feel it seems like he really applied who he was to these characters. I love what Rock, obviously Rock's the highest paid yeah. star in the world. It seems like there's a natural slot that's going to open because John is now on his way with Suicide Squad and everything that's happening with John. Seems like there's a natural slot. I would love it you if I was take in it. the slot. Yeah, you should, I want that slot. I want well, he's an accomplished actor. I mean, he yeah. spent many seasons on Arrow and. That's right. a good I reel. I, was, I got a good you reel. You got a good reel. Yeah. You got a lot of things going. Stephen Amell, too. Do you think we could see him, speaking of Arrow, do you think we could see him pop up on AEW? Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah, he we'll ever popped him. up yeah. on WWE, uh, our friendship we'll is, cancel I think, him. a real friendship. <laughs> but if he ever popped up WWE, I would be uh, shocked. I mean, he had a singles match. So he is he's wrestling Christopher Daniels at All In in a singles match. This is the third match he's ever had. He only, he had very limited time to get ready for it. And I'm standing next to DDP at the curtain and Dallas says, just unbeknownst to the situation, man, this kid is really good. And I said, Steven? He goes, yeah. yeah he's an actor. And he goes, oh. And he was just like blown away. I was like, yeah, he's, he's a super athlete. He actually cracked, he fractured 
his hip in that match oh got right up and went to work and i that's crazy dude it could have been a real rough situation because yeah. i would show up on that set only a few months later and there were several people who weren't like joking about it were like yeah he can't be wrestling anymore and aren't his hours like insane i feel like those kind of hours yeah. the cw hours are like crazy i always would get excited about going like oh i'm gonna see steven it'll be fun because steven like likes to party and stuff but then You'd get there, and I'd see him for three minutes during the scene, and he would yeah. go back to either working out or doing something, uh, conference call in his airstream. Like he was never yeah, available. Free time. I mean, the the lead on a major show yeah. for eight seasons, yeah. and though they what do like twenty five episodes a season, they're like yeah. a lot of episodes a season. What kind of acting stuff would you guys like to do? Would you like to do something sort of superhero esque? I mean, I think I've been saying for three seasons now, I would like to be on Glow. Please, someone be, make this happen. They just picked it up for season four. You yeah, need to I know. I, I mean, now, you know, Kia, come on, girl. I need to have Help me that. out. <laughs> I just met with a casting director last week, and I was like, you need to get... She does glow. And I was like, you need to get me on there. I just want to like, do one little line on there. Um, but I think it's like the best show on TV. I think it's yeah. fantastic. Glow, glow or anything horror-related? Because horror has been in my like heart as American, a child. The new American Horror Story was money. Right, the 84 one? 84. I only saw well, it was the just the first episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, the next one's good, tonight, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, but it was so what it needed to be. Oh, I'll man. follow American mm-hmm. Horror Story all the way, but like it yeah. had gotten in its own multiverse so much <laughs> that like taking it, it got, back yeah, to 1984. To oh, super cool, yeah. yeah. I just want to be violently killed right. in, a, in a horror Chased film. Yeah, chainsaw, Jesus. something. I just want to, I don't know. So There's something fun, right? really sick with me. I think the boom, <laughs> a comic book boom has happened and it's great, but I think what's about to happen, and I'm looking at this link when I say it, <laughs> right. is I think the first person who does a Metal Gear Solid or a God of War, that movie is going to be such mm-hmm. a hit that every, every, all of a sudden every video game franchise is going to be I'm so, hot. you're a huge video, video game fan. Yeah. We were talking about that before. And I'm so interested. I mean, something like The Legend of Zelda, which Nito- Nintendo was notorious about not really leasing out their properties mm-hmm. and stuff. But something like that, I think, could be the most amazing movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't, I know they did a Super Mario Brothers movie, which was whatever, but like <laughs> Legend of Zelda could be an amazing movie. I think that Super Mario Bros. movie, if you take like a deep dive on it, and there's a bunch of great stuff on YouTube about it, but I think that's what's created. And also the fact that it's a Japan-based like based company, but the moment I'm t- the uh, Legend of Zelda, that's a gold mine. It's a gold mine. <laughs> it's a gold. If you just have right. someone who takes it with a shred of seriousness, even like it's a, a gold, mine. even some sort of like limited series of it or something like that, I, I think could be amazing. I had heard my buddy Adi. He does the bootleg universe, and he he's done a bunch of different stuff on YouTube and uh, Netflix. He's a producer on Castlevania. I know he's got his hands in some video game franchises, yeah. but yeah, if you if you were to make a Zelda movie, that's a total blockbuster hit. Halo, blockbuster hit. God of War, blockbuster hit. And just put the right people behind it. Yeah. Get a good writer. You know, put a yeah. yeah literally, get three people who care. Right. And our whole generation <laughs> cares about these games. So know. you know. It's frustrating. Yeah. Um, so AEW is going to be TV 14, they announced, right? Yeah. Which is, so it's going to be a little bit more mature than WWE is sure. traditionally. So was that, that was purposeful, right? Well, I think actually we were prepared for it to be a TV PG um, just because, you know, when it comes to standards and practices and getting uh, promotion and sponsorship and you want people to buy in on the product and of that nature. One thing that and this isn't burying WWE, but it's just how they do business. And they've actually gone on record. They are their TV PG, but they run a TVG show, mm. which is wild to me. You can get away with quite a lot on TV PG. Mm-hmm. 
after doing four major pay-per-views uh, filled with blood and violence uh, that wrestling naturally has, TV 14 was 100% the, the right call. And it, and it opens it up a little bit. If we, if we s- lose a little of the demographic of uh, the youngest audience, if they're not ready for AEW, I can sh- sure bet all this audience we were talking about that went away right. is. Right. So it's okay. Brandy, you were on Wags Atlanta. I have to ask Oof. you about that. Was that? Did, did that happen? <laughs> okay. I'm a, huge, I'm a huge reality TV lover, so <laughs> I was wondering, do you watch any reality TV? Or do you, mm, I'm trying to think about watch watching... like Housewives or anything. So I was really big into Housewives for, for quite some time, and then I'm not really sure where I stopped kind of consuming a lot of reality TV. Where I guess my reality TV is mainly like House Hunters and Food Network, like things where we're like doing something. Right. Um, I guess, uh, I, I don't know. I, I see a lot of similar stories play out in, in the housewife world. So that's kind of made me kind of like, hmm. That's what I was going to ask because yeah. it seems like, uh, I mean, there's so much drama in professional wrestling. I was wondering if you saw a lot of similar storylines. that. Ha- oh, like actual stories? Um, I, well, see, so I've never been just the traditional like wrestling wife, but I know a lot. And uh, they're, they're, they can be funny. Yeah, they can have their like backstage random drama where the real drama is in, in like the world where I'm sure it's just not been tapped into yet is makeup artists. Makeup artists oh, have so much drama. It's the craziest thing ever. Like they get into it with each other all the time. There's some competitiveness. They're, like I'm waiting for them to do like yeah, a, a makeup, like, like a TV a, makeup artist right. like I would, show. I was so mad at Wags Atlanta for multiple <laughs> reasons, but I remember like they invited us to a party, and I didn't. I wasn't supposed to be part of Wags Atlanta at all. And then I finally like receded and was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do what whatever." You, for why, why did you? No, she, you were just like, "Okay." It I'll, seemed yeah. important to her, right. so I was like, "I'm not gonna like exempt. I'll be part of this." Um, I already knew like. X NFL, X like MLB, like I already knew, like oh here's the pro wrestler, the one white guy, like <laughs> here we go. So I went to this party though, and I was ready to throw down. I was like, this is reality TV, people like to drink, they'll have a good time, and I love to like party. So I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna give myself. I've been on TV since I was 20. I I know I'm not gonna do anything too stupid, but I'm gonna have a good You're time. Comfortable enough in front of the camera. Yeah, we go and like I try to get some shots for these guys, and they're all like coy and like. Oh no! And they're setting up these massively set up scenes. Yeah. I literally went in the garage of some dude's house and smoked a cigar and was so bored. I was like, "You guys suck! Like, this it's is so a reality. Right. Like, where's the party? Reality like, TV you know? has gone through these ebbs and flows, and it seems like it, you, it was so real in like 2002, yeah. 2003, 2004. I always say newlyweds. I don't know if you guys ever watched that with Jessica Simpson. It was like yeah. they had a boom mic in the shot, so it was like yeah. they weren't even mic'd. Yeah, and now and then it went the opposite way, and now it seems like it's just so overly produced. And yeah, stuff. and I think it eventually it will go back because I well, think we told them we had we talked with a group about you know a reality show we've talked with a lot of groups and the one thing i've always said is like if you want it it's got to be what really happens because yeah. what really happens is very more, entertaining yeah you know? so. and i think audience are, are going to start wanting more of that because yeah. i think we're tired of the overly produced stuff so exactly. i keep saying we need to go back to there needs to be at least a balance some shows yeah. need to be something a little bit yeah. i think that's why wags atlanta didn't continue because they tried so hard to create a narrative for it instead of allowing something to actually play out because there was a real drama situation that occurred during the filming of that show that i was sure 
well, this is definitely going to get another season because this crap is crazy. Like, this is real. These girls actually had this real but situation. They didn't show it? No, no, there was there was what all was kinds that? of sweet drama. There was a bunch of escorts who were on that show. See, why uh, don't we see that? Uh, exactly. There I was don't know. The, the fact they were all su- there was a baby daddy situation. They were all that super, was real. Also, hood rich. Like, did they like um? Did they? What's their lo- threatens of lawsuits and stuff? Is I that don't know. I, I I don't know why you wouldn't have run yeah. with it because got- it was real, like organic stuff, and like. At least four of the girls were in deep fights with each other to where they yeah. didn't want to film together. At one point, somebody got almost arrested. Mm. Um, they, they called. They, it was that bowl, need, a bowling Brandy, outing. They almost got arrested, and I was like, "Why is none of this on the show? My, like, this is crazy." My favorite was the guy who bought a house in Stone Mountain <laughs> just for the show. But so, like oh, just for he only yeah. furnished one room and the grass hadn't like been tended to in, in uh, almost a year. And it looked like it was like overgrowing on this awful looking they didn't mansion. Have the money to do the, the yeah, but he just did the one room and he painted it all gold. But oh, I got man. that was my last straw with production because I had an Uber take me to the shoot and they wanted bigger rival shots. And oh, I pulled up in like a Kia. Can you ride with this guy? I was like, oh. Yeah, okay. Oh, like, man. I wanted it to be real. But so would you guys do a reality? You would do a reality show if it was really real. Oh, hell if yeah. I, yeah, if I could have some some voice in, in what uh, I feel like it looks like. I have one. Like, right. about, uh, there's, we're launching AEW. <laughs> I feel like that would be like such a great fit yeah. for us to watch. There are a lot of characters, too, involved in, in this launch. And like a lot of closely knit people who work together, that's kind of very family-esque. So, yeah, I think you're onto something that there's, there's a good possibility. Yeah. yeah okay, good. I like that. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. <laughs> now, what would you tell people who are maybe skeptical about tuning in? What would you say to get people to tune in who are so, listening right now? My rule when it comes to new television shows is I always give them two shots. Um, so you got to tune in for that first one. You got to see the first one. And you guys kind have of- watched the first one. Have you seen like the final? Oh, no. No, no. No, we're live. Because we're live. So, okay. we, yeah, yeah, we, okay. we'll be watching it with you. We'll yeah, be in it. But it's going to be good. But you're, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good, though. It's going to, I mean, yeah, it's going to be, be great. it's good. Well, I mean, there are details to that first one. So like Cody is the very first match ever on TNT in the last 18 years. And he's facing uh, Sammy Guevara, who is a chippy up and comer kind of asshole. Um, so he, but uh, that, yeah. that's kind of a marquee Ordered beginning match. The other day. He's all jacked. 
and he was eating fried <laughs> chicken, and I, went, I was thinking to myself, oh, man. "What's your but diet what's like? Your... What's your diet like?" Mine's terrible. No, it's not. Mine... You have a nutritionist yeah, that it's, makes it's, your meals. She makes the meals, but it's but a it's joke. Boring. You open these meals, and you like you're angry. They're <laughs> they're shredded chi- they're shredded chicken and fake fr- fake rice because I've been just dropping fake and dropping rice. and dropping. Yeah, cauliflower oh, rice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know cauliflower fucking fake mashed potatoes. I don't want any of it. Like, oh, I, I, I like cauliflower mm. mashed potatoes. I'm okay with that. Well, it's good for gotta season you. it right. Yeah. Um, but sorry to jump back yes. real quick. But I just wanted to, you know, to help kind of envision what's happening. We also have the very first um, AEW Women's World Champion ever being crowned, and um, Nyla Rose is in the running against another one of our competitors, Riho, who's a brand new—well, not brand new, but kind of new to the scene of American wrestling, um, authentic Japanese Joshi wrestler. So it's exciting in the sense that there's a lot happening. You just got to see it all play out. And I mean, that's the beauty of it being a live show is it could play out any way. There's no there's no way for anybody to know what's going to happen. I would say that the thing about it that's like just the most important if you're new or you're a longtime fan is the only thing we've been able people can only base comparisons on what they see on WWE right now. This is a vastly different production. Like it's, it's shot differently sounds differently it is not i mean even the promo that came out like was truly thrilling like the promo (laughs) it was like a two-minute promo yeah it's amazing yeah and that's very much what we're going to give you on night one is a buffet for wrestling so i guarantee you if you're brand new there is something or multiple things you will like and hopefully there are characters that you want to follow along just like with any new show where there's a cast of characters that you connect with somebody it's it's always different case by case but that's the thing i think people really if they could throw out any preconceived ideas they have about wrestling because wwe that isn't necessarily just wrestling that's them that's them presenting wrestling their version of wrestling but pro wrestling's been around since 19 like 03 it's been around for a long time and there's a different outlook on it even glow is a different outlook mm-hmm. on it and in this case, it's going to be a very different outlook. So hopefully people can just come along for the ride and find someone they really love. Dive in. And there's drama. There's costumes. There's all the things that we love. From the co- okay. I'm, I'm going to give you the absolute exclusive. Please. On uh, night one, we have a, our costume designer. Her name is Sandra Gray. In our world, she's highly acclaimed. Everybody loves Sandra. What Sandra has put together for me. If you never watch it again, you got to oh, see this because so I'm going out on a major limb. Because she oh wanted to do this, and and I defer to the creator, but it's, is it it's like a lot. A, is it costume that's shocking, or the makeup that's shocking, or all of it together? It's probably all yeah. going to be pretty shocking. Right. Yeah, and, and her- I've, I've I'm the one who wore like the Britney outfit, so I don't know how much more shocking we can get right, right. on national television than that. But oh my god, I'm so excited! And Cody, what about your costume? Are you all ready? We typically Sandra makes both our gear, so I, I just give her. I like to keep like a branded look. But change the branded look. You Are know? you ever self conscious going out in the ring in those outfits? Oof! For this one, very. I think the but, entire time you're in there, you are. Yeah, yeah. this no is what I would think about. Oh, well, that's so why I'm everyone's concerned. standing up straight. That's why, like, you find I'm watching this interview, and I'm like, I gotta stand. You're, you're standing up straight, and even like if you do all this cardio and all this ring work, and then you get in there, and you're like, oh, I'm a little winded. The reason is because you're not breathing. Yeah, you're literally just trying to hold. Half the business is a bodybuilding show too, so you're trying to like hold a pose. Oh my yeah. god, that sounds exhausting. And then you watch it on TV, and TV adds ten pounds or whatever. I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know how you do it. Now I have just two more quick questions for you guys that I ask every guest. Number one is, uh, what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? Ooh. I love Mariah here, so. 
I think uh, I think I have to go. Dream Lover. Dream Lover's a classic. Yeah, yeah. It's Dream Lover's a Dream classic. Lover. Yeah. I'll never. I even tweeted about this. I'll never. If Dream Lover comes on, like in the gym, I'm not. You're not turning turn it, it off. off. <laughs> I like that. And then Brandy, this is for you. If you were choosing for People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive, you can't choose Cody. Who would you choose? Like, is there an actor or musician or something? Close your ears, Cody. I would choose oh. Cody if I was choosing. I Thank mean, I, that that's my natural first choice. Right. But if I'm trying He's to like do this for the people, <laughs> for the um, people. <laughs> all right, this is where I'm going to go, yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm trying not to. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I say this not in a weird way, mm-hmm. but um, John Stamos, like ten years back, right, right. John Stamos I haven't really is, seen Stamos, him he's recently. Still a stud. He's okay, still a so then just John Stamos. John Stamos we'll still do that. looks amazing. He's okay. aging like a fine wine. <laughs> pick Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah, yeah. That's a we gotta, you gotta probably gotta pick a woman, right? Who would you pick for? We do well, this people stuff all does the time. like most beautiful um, woman. Who would you choose for that? It's not like they, I don't think they do sexiest one. It's like the most beautiful woman. Beautiful. Alive. I'm, I'm you gonna can't choose Brandy. She turned it down. Oh. I have something in my head that I think I know what he's gonna say, but we'll, we'll see if I'm it, right. Like, the newlywed game or something where I was like asked yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, I'd go most beautiful. Gaga. I'd go Gaga. Oh, oh that's yeah. an interesting it's choice. A bit, it's a larger beauty going. here. Who were you gonna choose um, for him? Who did you think? Uh, oh gosh, I just lost her name too. Dana Brooke. No, no. <laughs> well, not that Dana Brooke's not a very beautiful woman, but um, DJ from Full House. A full house theme? No. no, but but we actually we've had, we've had conversations about DJ from Full House, but um, oh Wait, man, what are the conversations uh, you've had about DJ Emma, from- Emma Stone? That's what I thought oh, you were going to go with because before a long time ago you told me that you thought Emma Stone had like a unique beauty. She just doesn't look like she'd like give me the time of day. Oh, <laughs> seems like- but Gaga would. Yeah, Gaga would. Okay. Gaga's got really great taste in men too. Okay. Anyway, Cody and Brandy, this was so much fun for me. Where can people watch the show and tune in? It's on TNT. October 2nd. October 2nd. And where can people find you guys on social media? Uh, I am at the Brandy Rhodes on all mediums except for Snap because I'm not on Snap. We don't need to do it all. <laughs> and then on Twitter, I'm at Cody Rhodes. And on Instagram, the very long and convoluted at American Nightmare Cody. Thank you both so much for stopping. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you.